This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Carl Carafel. I am joined alongside Chris Best and OMD for this edition of Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 339. And Dev done. That is our main topic for this evening, so stick around as we are going to discuss some of the layoffs that have been happening within the WWE after the Endeavor purchase, and the combination of UFC and the WWE into a newer company being traded on the stock markets as TKO. Chris Best, how are you doing? Doing pretty damn good. I'm feeling a little bit better than I was yesterday. I was was pretty rough during the show last night. You didn't show any roughness at all. It everything well, seemed to be okay it's it's all part of being an actor <laughs> <laughs> omd how are you doing i'm doing well brother uh had a long hard physical day at work but as you said pre-show those things happen oh yeah so. they sure do they definitely do there's uh nothing we can do about them except uh move on and be happy that we are still going exactly oh, yeah. Let's start off with this one first. Talk about still going. We're talking the Pro Wrestling Illustrated and their annual top 500 list that they put out every year. The list has finally come out and we know who the top 500 are within the world of professional wrestling. And I'm surprised a little bit, I guess we could say. Um, What year are we in, guys? 2023. Okay, okay. okay. I just, I had to make sure because the Shield is topping out the list this year. Interestingly enough, we're going to go through the top 10 and then we'll discuss. So... Starting at number 10, Cody Rhodes. Yes. Josh Alexander, Orange Cassidy, Kazuchika Okada, MJF, Vikingo, Gunther, and your top three, John Moxley, Roman Reigns, and Seth freaking Rollins. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple of names on there that I didn't expect within the top 
10, but I think deserving enough. Start with you, OMD. What do you think of that top 10 list? I think Gunther should be higher on the list. I believe Gunther should actually be slotted in at number two in Roman Reigns' spot. Okay. Moxley should be dropped down. And one that's not a very popular opinion, but I think uh, maybe Cody needs to be out of the top 10. Oh, interesting to say that. Why do you believe he should be out of the top 10? Because as I'm looking, you see Josh Alexander. I believe that there are so many other talents in Impact and Ring of Honor that could very easily, very easily take that spot. Alex Shelley being one of them. Chris Sabin okay. being another. Um, but yeah, definitely Gunther up and Orange Cassidy probably would come in 10 or lower okay for me chris what do you think i think that uh, there's one very glaring omission in that top 10 and it's not even a male wrestler i think rhea ripley should have been in there oh interesting okay and as I'm going down the list, I'm looking at, I'm down past the 200s now, and mm -hmm. she's still not listed. So it kind of annoys me that there's not enough women represent, uh, representation on the 500 this year. And I, I think that, so I know that PWI as well does do like a top 100 women. Mm. Right? So I think that that is definitely where we're going to see Rhea's going to be number one on that list for sure. If yes. she isn't, there's issues. <laughs> let's um, just let's just be frank. I've had this debate with somebody at work, and they were discussing Roman Reigns and how they're bored with him, and why is he defending every three four months? Or they said, you know, Gunther's Intercontinental Title reign hasn't been that spectacular. If you look at Ricochet three times on that list of people he's defeated. Okay. But the same question can be raised about Rhea Ripley. Really, what competition has she had for the women's title, and why has she not been defending it? But think of okay, how many matches. Valid. Every match that she's had has been fantastic this year. With the exception of the one Natty match. Okay. Yeah. But, and you put Natty on that list three times for title defenses. Now, and I'll do credit to Natalia for her um, taking initiative a week and a half ago or so over at the Superstar Showdown in India, competing twice instead of just them making the match a triple threat. Okay. So where would you put Rhea Ripley then? I would probably take Orange Cassidy out and move him to number 11 and put Rhea somewhere in there. Okay. I, I would put, for as green as he is, but for all of the improvements that he has made, 
you could easily slot Dom into that number eight spot for Orange Cassidy. I even believe Damian Priest should be in the top ten. There's, okay. and I, I don't think Moxley should be number three. All he wants to do is go out and bleed. So if, if for those of you that may not know what the PWI 500 is and how it is even designated in an evaluation process, let me discuss that with you for a second. So the evaluation period starting from mid-June, anything a wrestler accomplished before or after that is not considered. So the following criterion includes win-loss record, championships won, quality of competition, major feuds, prominence within a wrestler's promotion, and overall wrestling abilities. That is how they go through and decide the top 500. So with that in mind, do you guys still believe that this list may be a little skewed? In your own personal opinions? Still just a little bit, because like I said, yeah, Rhea hasn't had many matches between June and like now, I guess. But she still put on those, whenever she had a match, she still had a fantastic outing. And she's still constantly on the show on a weekly basis doing things to help out the Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah. No, I I can agree with that. Um, But again, I mean, if you take a look at people like Cody and Orange Cassidy, it's been... The same old, same old. Sure, they're winning, but that's because they are essentially being pushed as the top baby face within the company. Okay, um, gotcha. So, and they want them to, you know, finish their story. And I mean, now we're getting Orange Cassidy is like, okay, I need a break from being the champion. But his shtick has worn a little thin with me now and it's just not over with me anymore gotcha so i just want to go through a little bit here with you guys as well because we're, we're talking uh you know Rhea ripley right now so in the last two years Rhea ripley has not even been a part of the top 10 when it comes to the PWI women's 150, they've gone back to 150 now as of 2021 and 2022. Mm-hmm. Ed, thank you so much, my friend, for coming in. A triple header tonight. Yes. Thank you. We will yeah. have uh, the best show that we possibly can. And I know that you will always catch it on VOD as you need to watch NXT for taking over with you and Astrid Pizarro. That happens roughly at 10, 10 p.m. on our local establishment. So if you guys want to hear all great things about NXT and even some Ed Fry's rants once in a while, check out, check out Taking Over. So last year and the year before, there was nothing. About Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like how do how do I say this? Um, should there be that much of a jump 
from all these other talents that have been there. And I for last year, I will name the top 10 that there were. There was uh, Suri, Bianca Belair, Thunder Rosa, Becky Lynch, Jade Cardkill, Jordan Grace, Soraya, or no, Saya uh, Kimitani, Charlotte Flair, Starlight Kid, and Taya Valkyrie. Now, when you get names like Taya Valkyrie, Starlight Kid, uh, I know that those are names that people really don't know too, too much about. But they have been there. They have worked the matches. They have had prominent feuds. They have had quality of competition for their promotions, right? Right. Do we see this happening for Rhea Ripley making that jump of however many? Because I can't see uh, any other lists uh, or further down. I can't see any more than the top 10 right now. I think so. I really do. It'd be a huge I mean, accomplishment. She has, has, every, every, everything she's done this year has just been fantastic. So I don't. I don't know. I, I and I, I don't disagree at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't um, disagree at all with that. No, I don't disagree either. I'd love to see it, but I do also admire a work ethic and a steady progression up right uh so whether she's in the top 20 whether she's in the top 50 we don't know right okay from last year so yeah exactly for argument's sake let's say she's top 20 to then jump her from say number 17 to number one that's that's massive as right? opposed to going from 17 to 10, which is still a massive leap, it but is. is a little more, I guess, reasonable. Okay. Would be the right word to use. Yeah. And I'm okay. just going to use a little analogy here, but uh, we've seen on music charts like the Billboard Hot 100 or whatever, we've seen songs that weren't even on the charts before, but then the next week they debuted at number one. Oh, absolutely. Very true. Very true. The Ghosted Goat, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, What Twitch account are you watching us from? Let us know, because we are streaming to a number of different platforms right now, coming to you live. So no idea which one you are watching us on. So please let us know which one you're on. So, the, I mean, there's th- that was our top 10 anyways. Yeah. Yes, there's, you know, people that agree and those that are disagreeing with the top 10. Yeah. But that happens every year. Exactly. And, let, and yeah. let's keep this in mind. This is only Bill Apter's opinion on what the wrestling world is, uh, what his top 500 wrestlers are for the year. It's only a one man's opinion. We're not so we really shouldn't take it as gospel. I know a lot of wrestlers do. One of our hosts brings up that he was in the top 500 that, that being Chris Parrish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which it's great for him. I, I love that. I never got that mm-hmm. recognition. And I think that it is absolutely fantastic to right. get that type of recognition, but it isn't just bill after anymore. Um, and I love bill bill after is an amazing yeah. guy. I have nothing but respect for that man, but it's not just bill after anymore. It's a collective group that comes together yeah. to 
go through this uh this top 500 now um yeah i know that like pwy you know gets referred to as the after mag uh, quite often well, right um, he was the one who started it so yeah right 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 he, and and he's a photographer a longtime photographer and um and he gives some of the funnest interviews too <laughs> He definitely does. Right. And I mean, like the term, you know, is used for wrestling magazines to kind of keep kayfabe um, or that keep kayfabe just as PWI does, which I love. Yeah. So, yeah, PWI has been publishing the top 500 since 1991. Uh, Then they 2008, they started the top 50 which was renamed to the top 100. And then in 2021 or before 2021, it went back to the top 150. So there's been a couple of different variations on it. And then in 2022, they added the annual top 50 tag teams, listing the top tag teams in the world, which I think is fantastic that's great i love the inclusion of tag teams yes speaking of tag teams i'll never forget the one kind of weird thing he did in 95 when he named the nasty boys as the tag team of the year when there were better tag teams than the nasty boys that year right (laughs) hey we can't we can't get we can't win them all we can't get them yeah no yeah no (laughs) But that also it just goes to show you a bad tag team. But come on, Harlem Heat was on the same WCW roster, and they were doing far better, right? Um, but this also goes to show you that as they've gone from top fifty to top one hundred to one fifty, that shows you the growth of women's pro wrestling, and that is fantastic. It definitely does. And and I, I want to talk a little bit about that growth here as well, because I just going through the article that I've got here in 2020, they added an annual top 50 tag teams, which has now become the top 100 tag teams. So again, going with that growth, yes, women's growth, but coming back to tag team wrestling i think is absolutely gorgeous yes yeah yes and i I know my tag tag team wrestling was my favorite thing because if i if i knew i was going to be in a tag team match i'm like yes i get a little bit of a break in between while i'm doing the match still yeah right yep oh yeah so there you have it there's the pwy 500 top 10 and some discussion about the women's and the tag team as well. So I hope that you all enjoyed that. We are going to check out another topic here. One that uh, has me a little bit and happy for some friends. We're talking tryouts happening within the WWE list of names that are included in this are, and I, I don't want to like give too many huge spoilers right now. Okay, let's go from from here. Um, Valentina Rosie, Ray Jazz, 
Uh, Jamie Stanley, Jay Malik, or Jay Malachi, sorry. Uh, Damaris Largo, Kelsey Hornack, Copeland Barbie. From the Monster Factory, Davey Gold, Brogan Finley. Yes, that sounds familiar because he is the son of the legendary Fit Finley. Former NWA Women's Tag Team Champion Maddie, MLW veteran Richard Holiday, and one of my favorites, OVW and Women of Wrestling star. Yes, even part of the new Netflix series Wrestlers, Hollywood Haley J. All getting a tryout with the WWE. Now, there are names on this list that I don't recognize. And there are clearly names that I do recognize. From the list of names there, I know that you guys have seen some Richard Holiday. You may have seen some Haley J. Are there any other names on there that you guys have seen working that you want to talk about? Um, no, I'm I'm thrilled for Hollywood. Um, she is fantastic in her like the clips I've seen on social media and the little bit of OVW when I can find it. Yeah. Um, I met. I, I I said that wrong, didn't I? I said Hollywood, didn't I? You did. I did. I I yeah. You did. Yeah. My you bad. Did. <laughs> um, but I am intrigued by Brogan Finley because this is a name that I was never aware of. I knew of David Finley. Right. Me too. Of course, we all know about Fit Finley or just Finley when he was in WWE. Yeah, but I'd never heard of Brogan, so I am very intrigued by that name and to see what he can bring, provided yeah, he hoping, makes it through this tryout. I'm hoping that Brogan can bring the pedigree that Fit has and that Dave Dave Finley has, because Dave Finley's a fantastic worker over in New Japan. But yeah. there's another one that I'm really intrigued by because I actually just watched one of her matches from OVW this afternoon. <laughs> And that's Kelsey Hornack. I'm very excited to see her as well and see where she goes. Okay. Okay. Hello, Maria. How are you doing? Nice to see you. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, Bogan with Drew Gulak. Hey, you know what? I never thought about that. But that, I think, could work. I think that definitely could work. Brogan Finley mm -hmm. and Drew Gulak. Okay, now I'm going to pose a generational rivalry. So much like, we, I mean, we could have had it with Flair and Rhodes. Right. But we didn't. But I'm going to suggest this. If Brogan Finley does make it through the tryout and gets to NXT, what about Brogan Finley versus Charlie Dempsey? Because we know Dempsey's family lineage. Tell everyone what it is. Charlie Dempsey is the son of one William Regal. And going back even further, Lord Stephen Regal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maria, I like Hollywood Haley J. She can have a 
Hollywood character. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I appreciate that. I was yeah. just so excited. Like I'm super excited for Hollywood. Like it is yeah. amazing, and I'm so yeah. happy to see her there. Um, and based Papa on Bear, her I love and- you too. Uh, we were gonna have to discuss Papa Bear. I got a new thing in the works that uh, you and I are gonna sit down. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, and with uh, Hollywood's uh, Haley J's character, I think it'd be kind of cool if she came in and and somehow like became buddies with somebody like Tiffany Stratton or uh, even on the main roster, Chelsea Green or something like that. That's where my mind went was with Chelsea. Yep. Yep. I think this is a fun class, though. Like, I'm really basically everyone here I'm looking forward to seeing at some point. But as I'm looking at yeah. NXT and we're, we were talking about Brogan and I'm thinking Finley and Dave Finley, both brawlers, we've got a brawler in the ring right now in Pete Dunn, And I think that they could put on a grid. That would be a fun match to watch too. Right. And I mean, we're getting that classic Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate match right now on NXT. Okay. Nice. So. I think it would be but cool. I, okay, Maria's yeah. posed here. Um, if the uh, New Japan contract for David Finley comes up, um, do we do we think that it, you know be a good fit to bring him in, especially with uh, you know family being there? As much as I'd love to see it, I don't see Dave succeeding in WWE. I could see him okay. doing what he did with Ring of Honor. Um, I could also see him going to AEW because he does have that history with Juice Robinson. Right. As part of Lifeblood. Yeah, in the yeah, the stuff they did in New Japan. And Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I could see him I could see him going more there and I mean he's got probably got some form of history with Jay White yep so I could see him going more where he's more comfortable with the guys in AEW and Ring of Honor right Maria yes Maddie oh go ahead sorry Oh, sorry. Or maybe see him go to Impact as well. Because he did have, he has history there with some of those guys. Right. From Lifeblood. And... So so I know that this is a long shot, but I've always wanted to see this guy go through uh, the PC as well. And that's Jesse Godders. I've always wanted to see how he'd be in the WWE. <laughs> Jesse would be fantastic. He has that showman mentality. He could be the new masterpiece. Yep. And if you guys actually watched him on Big Brother, where when he competed there, that he that was not a character. That was actually him. No. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was him. My Papa Bear Ryan here saying Regal's son would do well with his father as his manager. I think he mm-hmm. would as well. I'm interested to see how things are going to play out with uh, Regal not being in the picture. 
Yeah. Just to see uh, what kind of a name he can make for himself. And yeah, Ryan, Ryan has had some dealings with Jesse as well. He knows that Jesse Goddard is a superstar and uh, yeah, like definitely, definitely. He would 100%. I mean, he's in OVW right now and he's pretty loyal to OVW, but right. Right. But why no larger company has gone to grab? I I have no idea. OVW wrestling is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. very, very homegrown independent, which technically it is. Yeah. Right. It's not the huge promotions that are out there, but they keep themselves afloat by doing some amazing things, especially, you know, doing this Netflix show wrestlers. Yeah this whole documentary going around. Like, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. Yeah. OVW is great. And, uh, you know, personal friend of mine. Yes. Al snow, a great man, a man that I work with closely with color and elbow brand.com. Make sure you guys, you go and check out Al's company over there as well collarandelbowbrand.com you guys can get yourself a discount as well if you use the promo code JK podcast save yourselves 10% off Victor how you doing my friend it says WWE is looking for more AEW contract I don't I don't necessarily think that they are right now especially with uh how Endeavor has come in and the whole uh, takeover TKO, everything that's going on. Josh, good to see you. Thank you. Or Jason, sorry. Good to see you. Thank you for coming by. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Endeavor and TKO a little later in the show. Yeah. I Okay, Ryan. I think that that's a fantastic idea. I hope, I really hope that they do. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I hope that they do. Have you guys seen any of wrestlers on Netflix yet? I have not. I can't can't afford Netflix right now. So, yeah, I I can think of one other name that I think would be an interesting pickup and yet another showman. This is a friend of ours, uh, Carl, and that is one Ryan Howe. Ah, Uh, We know he had the tryout all those years ago, but good old skid marks yep but to you know maybe bring him back now that he's got all these years under al snow and ovw right yeah yeah i think that that would be great as well uh jason so jamie stanley is not a name that i am super familiar with so I can't really speak anything to that. Um, I hope for the best for all of them. I know that Jamie Stanley uh, was an NWA referee and a wrestler. So I do I like that much. I do know, but much more from that. I don't Joe. Thank you for coming in saying good evening. You magnificent bastards. Uh, Jason is saying that Jamie Stanley reminds him of a young Grayson, uh, Grayson Waller. Um, that's cool. That's very cool. Uh, wow. You know, nothing wrong with Grayson. Nothing wrong with Grayson at all. Valentina Rosie is another name that I am not super familiar with. 
um, has worked on AEW if you, Dark. If, if you that much it. I know. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, if you watched AEW Dark, you would have seen her. I caught some. And I think going back to that AEW contract thing, I think that's what he was referring to and Jade Cargill as well. Okay. Okay. It, it, you know what? That could very well be. Yep. That could very well be. If that's what you were meaning, yeah. then yes, definitely. Jason is saying um, he's interested in Brogan versus Dempsey or Brogan versus Dragonov. Yes, I could see that that being interesting. Yeah, Papa Bear, I appreciate you saying he's just sitting here. Listening to the show, there's nothing like a little bit of turnbuckle talk. I love it. I love yeah, it. We, we greatly appreciate that, Ryan. Thank you. That's a Ryan K. Bowman. You guys can follow Ryan on his socials. Go and find him because you will not be disappointed with what he puts out. Huge name and a huge discussion around this. And even names that we didn't even touch on, like... Uh, Damaris Largo, I, I'm not familiar. Kelsey Hornack, I'm not familiar. Uh, Davey Gold, I'm really not familiar either. Uh, so, yeah. A huge class of people going into tr or tryouts. I was going to say training, not training. Tryouts with the WWE Something that unfortunately the three of us never got to experience. Um, no, no but we know we know guys who have tried to get into the PC. <laughs> yeah, well, I know of at least one guy that uh, did his best to try to get uh, for Impact when Impact was doing their stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I helped him. I helped him do video and stuff for that to try to get him a tryout. Um, are you talking about Diego? Because he he nonstop talks about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was helping him do videos <laughs> and uh, put together a little package and stuff. Jason's coming up with a with an interesting notation here. Saying that the WWE seems to be bringing in more OVW superstars. Now, was was Ohio Valley Wrestling not part of those uh, breeding companies for the WWE at one time? They were. They were the developmental territory before FCW. Yeah. Actually, even mm -hmm. before Deep South, and then yeah, because it was. After Deep South went by the wayside, they went back to OVW. Same time as Deep South, OMB. And then Same OVW time as Deep South, man. Okay. And, and then OVW is now, I believe, the training ground for Impact. Okay, that's interesting then. If OVW is the training ground for it Impact. It was OVW, it was Deep South, and it was Heartland Wrestling Association. All three of them. And okay. then, then they went to FCW and now NXT. So. Interesting. 
So if OVW is supposed to be the training ground for <clears throat> Impact Wrestling, and we're seeing more of these OVW wrestlers doing tryouts with the WWE, could this put a little bit of a uh, sour situation into the partnership that OVW has with Impact Wrestling? It could, but who, I mean, we don't know the full details. Um, and please don't, you know, like I said, like I'm thinking, I believe it's the developmental for Impact. Um, but who knows what the agreement is, whether these guys are allowed to go and try out elsewhere. We know that a number of years ago, Impact was encouraging their wrestlers to go out and book themselves on independent shows and all of that with impact getting 10% of merchandise. But where that all stands now, we don't know. Again, we're not in the back rooms with impact with WWE with OBW. We're not on any of those boards of governors. Right now. I don't know if you have your second screen up and working. You can see the comments here. OMD, but it, uh, Ryan has kind of said that it has been a somewhat developmental territory for impact, but it never really worked. And yes, he says, I know the details. They suck. (laughs) Yes. Ryan (laughs) would know the details. I guess. Yes, he would. Yeah. Yeah, from what I've read about the relationship with OVW and Impact, it was really rocky, to say the least. <laughs> so then it really doesn't matter that the WWE is uh, kind of helping out and bringing in some OVW stars then, because there really isn't much of a partnership left then between right. OVW and Impact Wrestling. But again, when you're when you're an independent professional wrestler, you are independently working. Yes, you may go to a company. Yes, you may have a contract with that company. Yes, sometimes the contracts even say you cannot compete. Yes, called a non-compete clause. You cannot compete with another company for 90 days after contract ends or firing. But it doesn't mean that they can't go and pursue after that. You know what I mean? They can go anywhere they want. So if you're working OVW, when you're finished with OVW, it doesn't mean that you're now essentially going to go and do something with Impact Wrestling. You have the option to go wherever you want because you are independently contracted. You work for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. and that... (sighs) I was also thinking, like, I'm looking at the list of OVW guys. I mean, we know the premise of the OVW show going to Netflix. Is this wrestlers, are these wrestlers actually looking for other financial options because of OVW's financial troubles, too? See, that I don't know. I think that maybe this Netflix show is a way to maybe get the eyes onto OVW to start generating some more money coming in that could very well be ryan saying that there is no partnership between ovw and impact um jj has you know a little bit of words to say here too he says ovw broke chris owen's arm 
and then left them on the side. It's hard for me to like them anymore. Chris Owens was destined for greatness. Yeah. So, and yeah, Ryan, it will definitely, it's something that we'll talk about. Yeah. Off the air. hundred <laughs> percent. But there is no working relationship there anymore, which means really, even if there is a, a working relationship that was there between these two companies, it still doesn't mean that you as an independent professional wrestler can't go and pursue whatever company you want to. You're not relegated to just working with this company and then moving to that one because of a partnership. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sad. Yeah. It definitely can be, but I only hope for the best. I mean, yep. Al doesn't own everything when it comes to OVW, but I wish the best for OVW for Al. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. And I never want to see any company in a bad situation. Ever. No, no. We're already 41 minutes into this show. So we're only going to go through another two more topics. I think that that may be all that we really have left for us to be yes. able to go through. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I, originally I wanted to call the show. What was it now? Uh, I'm going to find it here quickly for us on the fly, because that's what we do. I wanted to originally call it finding God uh, bang bangs is what I'm going to say right now. And badges. But instead we went to and dev done. Life after. So we talked a lot this episode about the life working up to the big leagues, working up to the larger companies. Well, what happens after you are done in the world of professional wrestling? I had somebody recently, a good friend of mine, send me an article about a former guest on Turnbuckle Talk in gunner or jackson Riker, as some may know him within the wwe he has recently gone and got himself a new job now it's it's interesting because well we all know that it happens and he went into what people would would generally expect he's become a county sheriff he went into law enforcement. Somebody that size definitely would work well in law enforcement. But there are some, and Chris, you had one that um, I had completely forgotten about, but something totally mm -hmm. off the wall. Who was that and what, what job was that? Just incredible being a waiter at uh, an Olive Garden. Come again? Just incredible being a waiter at an Olive Garden. Okay, I, I, I did hear you correctly. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Never, never well, in my wildest dreams would I have thought that. No. 
Scott Steiner manages a restaurant chain in Atlanta. Yeah, he manages right? it alongside Rick. Yes, he no, does. Rick is Rick does real estate. And Rick also does the restaurants estate. with him. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, Rick is I actually mean, one of the names on this list that I have here is a real estate agent, much like quite a few other wrestlers as well. Layla, you guys remember Layla L? Yes. Yep. One half tag team champions with Michelle McCool. Yeah. Yep. Real estate agent. Kevin Thorne. You guys know the name Kevin Thorne, don't you? Yes. yes Realtor. Sir. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, Rick Liv Steiner. Morgan and Bo Dallas. Yes. Real estate My... agent. Undertaker. Real estate agent. Like, so, yeah. Bo Dallas. Real estate Right. Like just so many different, different things that are there. And, and I'm going to go through this list here quick with all of you, just to kind of give you an idea of the diversity <laughs> that is around there. And the ones that we've already talked about, I'm going to skip over. So I'm skipping over Layla, Kevin Thorne. Uh, we've got Ivory that's working as an animal worker. Which is not surprising, but different. She took classes yes. on dog grooming, and that's part of what she does for her business. She's an animal worker working at uh, animal shelters. Yes. Steve Blackman that is a bail bondsman. And those two don't actually those two jobs don't actually surprise me. I expected that we would see Steve Blackman working as a bail bondsman. Um right? The now retired Kimber Lee is a vet. Yes. Okay, let me get through this list here, and then we, we can talk, okay? All right, sounds good. Yes, the Steiners The Steiners do own a ton of different businesses. Yeah, and yeah, let's let's even talk one of the biggest names ever, Ric Flair, is, uh, you know, kind of the face of some uh, some weed products now. Um, yeah, which is, it doesn't surprise me either, to be honest. Nope. Uh, Rick Steiner, we talked yeah. about. Rico, who remembers Rico? Go with Billy and Chuck. He is now working as a police officer. Everybody knows that DDP is a yoga guru Actually, working with his DDPY. What? Let's let's roll back to Rico for a second. Because two years ago he had to retire from being a police officer. Yes, he did. He did retire, but he did go into and become a police officer after. With, working professional yeah with wrestling. the LAPD yes Midian Midian is working top notch chef as a chef yes working as a chef one that really surprised and if me you've seen... oh, go ahead if you've seen Midian's cooking he's actually fantastic at it I have not. I have not seen any of his cookings, so I may uh, I may have to take a look into that and research that a little bit. One that really surprised me. Working for 
Toyota in a management position. Haku. Yeah. What? Haku. Right? One of the history's biggest <laughs> tough guys. <laughs> management with Toyota? I was I'd buy I was a, blown away. I was blown away. I'd I'd buy a car from him. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I, I would buy the car just being afraid of getting the shit kicked out of me. Spike Dudley working as a financial planner. And some of you may already know Ted DiBiase is a Christian minister. Kind of along the same veins as Sean Stasiak, who's a motivational speaker and a chiropractor. And then WWE's own Gene Snitsky owns a sporting goods store. That's what I was able to kind of find. That's the list that I have. Um, he owns the store alongside his wife. You know, interesting, very interesting, the diversity and the difference in jobs that people go to after, not what you normally would, would expect, right? Like you'd expect, oh, you know, they're going to go be a a trainer, a workout trainer, or they're going to go be a police officer or something like that. Right. Right. Anything on there surprise you guys? Honestly, when I first heard of Midian becoming a chef, I was like, what? Really? Like that, that weird, that weird, because my brain was still thinking the weird naked Midian character, everything he did pre uh, before. Right. Uh, even when he was Phineas and I'm like, this dude was a really weird dude, but now here he is just taking on a normal yeah. job as a chef. Right. Um, let's not forget. I mean, I know one of the things and I'm, going to date date us here was Jim Ross encouraged a lot of new talents to finish their schooling in case wrestling didn't work out. Drew McIntyre has a master's right. in criminology. Great Kali is a cop in India. There's one yep. omission you made from that list, uh, Carl, and that's Victoria owning her own Chicago pizza restaurant. Yes. Okay. Yes. See, I did um, some quick research. I didn't do full in-depth. I didn't spend, you know, a day right. going through it. Right. Uh, Scotty Too Hotty is yeah. a firefighter. Yeah, that's another one. Yes. Yeah, he um, just got his license this year for that. Uh, and Wade Barrett is a marine biologist. So yeah, um, that's actually everybody cool. collecting things together to make sure that they have a future outside of professional wrestling. I went into security work. I went into uh, manage electronic management, and I went into security work after that. Yes, right. Um, other people, you know, clearly do other things, but I kind of stayed within that type a personality style of work i guess you could say yeah well that's the thing that we're always taught when we were when we were 
all being trained to get in the ring is make sure you have a backup, like a plan B, you know, because right. 90% of the time we're not, we're not going to make it to the WWE as the three of us obviously are sitting no. here not commentating NXT tonight, you know, I could be if they just answer my emails, damn you WWE. Right. <laughs> I just found it really interesting and it was, uh, you know, something that came across to me and I was like, Hey, you know what? Like I want to do a quick little, little rundown on this because i think it's it's interesting to see uh you know the different types yeah, of it's areas always, it's, and lifestyle absolutely it's always cool like to see like where our favorite wrestlers from 10 15 years ago are now you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yep oh yes yep we are 52 minutes into this show i'm gonna do it anyways because Everybody needs a little bit of a uh, an energy boost, and there's no better way to get that energy boost than Rogue Energy. Check the ticker down below. Use the promo code OLEPODS and get 10% off your order when you order from RogueEnergy.com. Thank you for sticking around for that quick commercial break with us. Hmm. What's going to happen, Chris? I'm going to be using that code next week, so... I'm going to use that uh, that code next week, so... Perfect. And yeah, why not? You are 100% able to, and you should, just like everybody else should as well, to get 10% off. Because it doesn't just work the first time, it works every single time that you make that purchase. We've only got a little bit of time left. We are going to talk about this, and we'll see how long we go with this. Normally, we try to keep our episodes at about an hour long, but as you see on your screen, Endev done. Yes, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Endeavor and UFC WWE merger that has happened. It's a big story, and it definitely has been a big story for a while now since this happened. And it's it's not even been that long. It's only been a, like a week. A week. Like a last week Tuesday, the deal closed. Right. One week time. In that one week's time, we have already found out that, yes, layoffs have happened. Upwards of 200 people already being laid off in this merger. Some of the people from the WWE that have are now gone 
Uh, let me see here. Jamie Horowitz, Executive Vice President of Development and Digital since 2021. Catherine Newman, who served as Executive Vice President and Head of Marketing since last summer. Um, Amanda Bloom, Director of Enterprise Master Data and Govern Governance. Um, and one that I had a lot of people talking uh, was Warrior. Being let go from the company as well. Dana Warrior, a an essential brand ambassador for the company and somebody mm. who really did a lot of different things for the WWE and uh, kind of partnership type of situations, uh, really being somebody who, who could be the between person for the WWE and charitable funds is now gone from the company as well. Now I haven't heard anything about staff that have been fired and staff meaning talent within the WWE. <laughs> no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I, I wasn't on the comment section and Chris, I saw you kind of smirking there. So I had to go and check oh, out what you were smirking yeah. at. I, do you guys I know of any other names? Like, I, know Carl, I, I looked at that. And I'm like, I know Carl's going to love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You guys know of any other names uh, so far that, that are included in this, uh, this huge. Now I want to make sure that everybody knows that te they're technically not fired from the company these are layoffs that are happening and with those layoffs do come compensation packages for them as well so it's not as though they're just being dismissed and sent out on their merry way with absolutely nothing from endeavor now and the wwe yes as mm. i was reading earlier today to be honest um it was that they were fired it wasn't just layoffs really who was fired uh i'm actually trying to pull that up right now seeing if i can find it again you find that i'm going to go through chris Parrish's comment here he says a lot of these layoffs are happening because ufc has people that do the same thing and they rather use some of those employees instead of the ones in the wwe and i totally get and understand that when two companies come together there is always these layoffs that happen and you really need to and i know that this is something that has been looked at and planned out and worked with for a very long while now where they are taking the best from both companies and keeping them to make a great company. You know what I mean? And we're just focusing on the wrestling side. That's it. Like, I don't know about the UFC side, how many of those people have been laid off. Right. Chris Best, do you know of any on that side, or do you know just specifically wrestling I, side? If there is anything, Dana's keeping his mouth shut on it because uh, 
he, you know how he is. He is very outspoken with everybody he fires. <laughs> right. But no, I haven't heard anything as far as the UFC side of things go. Okay. Parrish is saying the rules, the rules of times are these employees are willing to do what's needed moving forward. So they rather just move on and it's no harm, no foul. And as well, and I'm pretty sure that you're meaning Parrish the, uh, from the UFC, there are not any layoffs that have happened there. If I am understanding that correctly. OMD, did you find any more information? I did not, other than that Jamie Horowitz was not well-liked anyways. So that's, okay. that's high. Um, staff morale for WWE is down, which is, and Nick Khan had everybody working from home yesterday. Right. As a result. Um, and a lot of people are requesting that one Stephanie McMahon returned because morale was high under her. She want, she tried to keep everybody upbeat and keep everything flowing. Okay. And also that's this afternoon. First. That's the first. Yeah. This afternoon, yeah. And also this afternoon, yeah, that this afternoon they had a meeting. And when Vince started to talk, there was a lot of eye rolling going on as a uh, one SRS, I'm not gonna say his full name had reported okay there could very well have been because right now we don't know what vince mcmahon is saying i wasn't there so i don't know what was said in these meetings but if it was deserving of an eye roll i think eye rolls are warranted sometimes absolutely um, but i yeah. I, I, I do want to know you know what was said and if they were warranted if eye rolls actually did happen yeah yeah how do you guys feel about this i'm gonna start with you omd tell me how do you feel about the merger that's happened and now from what parishes is is kind of given to us right now is that there really isn't anything from the ufc side that is happening that that just kind of rolled really nice. The UFC side, right? Okay, I'm, I'm but it's more the WWE side, right? Right now, all we know about is the WWE side in terms of the layoffs. We don't know what has happened in there. We do know that the board of governors consists of, I believe, it's six from UFC, five from WWE, and then Ari Helwani or whatever his name is. Um, and I know that they were reducing, like they reduced WWE side, but they wanted to then merge all of the marketing groups. So now you've got this holding corp that's now going to call the shots for everything. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, I do hope that these guys have the best of luck in their future endeavors. Yes, you saw what I did there. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, and hopefully we will see them back. 
Okay, so before I get to you, Chris, before I get to you, I just something that you said there, OMD, really got me thinking. Um, so we do know that we have seen from the WWE side of things, but we haven't seen anything or heard anything from the UFC side of things. Now, TKO is a publicly traded company. Which means that people have invested in the stock for the company. As a publicly traded company, would that not mean that any of these things that are happening need to be disclosed to its purchasing members? And if so, does that not now tell us that nothing has happened from UFC and that everything has only been from the WWE side of things? It would seem so, yes. Chris that Best, what do cutting. you think about that? Yeah, you every every move you have to make because you're a publicly traded company, you have to report to your investors. You have to give them a fucking novel-sized document explaining why you had to make that move. Otherwise, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> right. I know that some of the departments that I read about where people were let go from were downsized from 17 to 20 people to between three and five in WWE. Okay. (coughs) Um, Now, again, we don't know what the size of each of those departments were for UFC and how they're going to merge them. Are they, are you, did UFC keep their 20 people? And are we now seeing these groups as 25? Do I think it should be a 50-50 split? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to get to Parrish's comment there. Parrish says, uh, what I'm saying is that sometimes there are people in the WWE who don't have to travel as much now those people might not be willing to do the travel that's needed moving forward. Now I'm using travel as an example, not the whole reason. Whereas the people from the United, the U S seaside he's texting or he's messaging with voice UFC side could be willing to do those necessities. Therefore they're the ones who have safe jobs that that makes sense to me as well definitely it does i can understand that chris best so i just i just pulled up i just pulled up where the eye rolling from the vince mcmahon meeting happened today vince had come out and said that the wwe has plateaued where and so that's why the sale needed to happen. He feels the company plateaued, but I'm looking at like the numbers and everything like that. I'm like, there's no way the WWE plateaued because during the pandemic, they were making record profits. There's absolutely no way that WWE has plateaued in the last three years. No. could just be something that he felt was needed to be said to um, make himself feel to justified. Blow, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's been running the company for over 50 years. So, yeah, I can totally understand him wanting to, you know, maybe yeah. maybe uh, get back from what he's done and the time and effort that he's put in. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that might might have just been Vince's wording for mm-hmm. um, trying to justify to himself even what's what what went on with the sale could be i don't know though i don't know you guys have anything else you want to no, discuss there's when it no comes way of to... us knowing because we were no no we i'm were good we weren't in on those meetings <laughs> but no i'm i'm good no, i i, I feel like i've got a lot off on this one Good, and I'm I'm really really happy to hear that. That's absolutely fantastic. Those of you that joined us and stayed for us for the entire show, I thank you, and I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to make sure that everybody knows about our local establishment. Yes, the cor- up in the corner over there, right beside Chris, is the logo that is used for our local establishment. And been scrolling down at the bottom as well has been everything from X to Instagram to Twitch to YouTube to Facebook. It is all there and available for you. Even TikTok, yes, on the clock. Get her done. Go and follow our local establishment. And even hit us up on Discord. That's right. We even have a Discord server available for you guys to go and check out omd where can people find you what you got coming up well the people can find me on facebook at daniel horrific on snapchat at one man dynamic capitals on omd on twitch at omd 17 and you can catch me on thursday night at eight o'clock on the boar's nest with bubba duke my co-host and friend Chris Best. Where can people find you? All right, so you can find me YouTube.com, Chris Damage 83, Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net, CBest Films 83, uh, Facebook.com, Chris.best83, and TikTok.com at CBRS.entertainment. You can find us, the three of us too, 8 p.m. Monday nights for the Raw Watch Along alongside Chris Parrish, who is in the chat with us tonight. And yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I'm doing with uh, OLE this week. <laughs> In between the shoot job and doing other projects within our local establishment, including Paramindful, Beats and Beatdowns, Got the Pod Life, uh, Monday Night Watch Along, Tuesday Night's Turnbuckle Talk, and anywhere else that people would genuinely have me for. I am all over the place when it comes to audio podcasting and you can find me and my socials at my link tree L I N K T R dot E E slash Carl Carafel. That is L I N K T R dot E E slash K A R L K A R U F E L couple of quick shout outs before we get out of here today. I want to give a huge shout out to our good friends at realwrestling.net. The guys over there 
have made sure that Turnbuckle Talk is international, baby, as they are based out of the UK. Thank you to RealWrestling.net for allowing us to be a platform over there. And if you guys are looking for some merchandise from anything Turnbuckle Studios, make sure that you're checking out the shop at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. I can tell you that any purchases that are made there, the money that comes in from that goes back out into these programmings uh, because of the generosity that has happened. I was able to secure myself some better lighting within the room. Um, I'd still need to work on positioning of it all and get things done for that. But because of stuff like that, because of you guys, I'm able to continue to upgrade and update and make sure that things are perfect or as perfect as they can be when it comes to these shows for Chris best for OMD and for myself, Carl Carafel. This has been another edition of turnbuckle talk. Remember everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.